What's up, y'all? It's Uncle Buck coming at you with some live comedy dates coming your way. Uh, I guess it's going to be after you once after you hear this, you are going to want to go to March 11th at the Zionsville Comedy Show featuring Jeff Oskey. Check that out March 11th. Then March 14th, I'm going to be at the Brian Eagles Lodge in Brian, Ohio. March 18th, I'm going to be at the Kettletop Comedy Hour featuring Michael Wells. And then March 28th, I'm going to be at Creatures of Habit. Uh, clean show there in Anderson. Tony Foxworthy is going to headline that. Uh, April 11th, Roast Battle Anderson's coming your way. Those tickets on sale now. Uh, and then April 17th, I'm going to be opening at the Cornerstone Center for the Arts in Muncie, opening for Chris Catan. So get your tickets for that as well. Uh, some other cool shows coming your way, so stay tuned. Uh, let's get on with the show. y'all what's up how you doing nick good man what's good to see on? you man good to see we're you. back in uncle buck's house just chilling max and relaxing all cool at it again at it again playing some basketball outside of school uh, yeah that yeah absolutely we sure did bad boys bad boys which oh <laughs> what? we're not doing that it's no? not a will smith theme song yeah okay it's march 1st yesterday that would have been wrong today you're cool yeah i know it's march i sat yeah. in the back seat yeah today, that's right yeah so. yeah no you're in the back seat uh uh we actually rode down here the three of us in in a single car it was hard not to talk the whole time because we were like ah save it for the podcast yeah. but uh our third in studio today is a good friend of mine we're actually headed down to black circle brewing after this recording for a great show with let's comedy and rocket ship comedy at black circle brewing uh the sunday show tonight mr grant gorman hello is uh is in studio with us uh, good to have you man welcome for the first time to thanks. uncle buck's house thanks for having me at uncle buck's house yeah it's a lot of fun uh Do we we try to have a lot of fun macaulay culkin and uncle buck's house <laughs> sure i mean that's a that's an interesting question yeah yeah well i mean macaulay culkin was in uncle buck yeah I oh i thought you okay i mean yeah if you want to be who okay. would he, who, who would was there a black guy in this is the remake this is oh, the, uh, this is the remake uncle bucks 2020 <laughs> uncle buck 2.0 um but yeah no welcome uh, g- glad to have you a lot of people don't know you, um that you and i actually play in a band together as well with yes. uh with, with a group of our other friends which is a whole lot of fun check out mongo sun m-o-n-g-o-s-u-n on uh facebook i gotta ask where did mongo come from sun <laughs> uh, cool Tony, mongo yeah. Tony came up with that. Yeah, actually, he did because he was talking. It was it's actually a Blazing Saddles reference. Ah, uh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so in the movie, they'd say uh, "Candy Graham for Mongo." Yep, yep. But then we were like, ah, we don't want to say "Candy" in the band name, so we were like "Telegram for Mongo." And then we're like, ah, I don't know about that. And then I was like, you know what, man? It would just be cool to have "Sun" in the name somewhere. And then we liked the word "Mongo," you know, just because it's kind of a cool sort of strong word and we were just like let's just put mongo sun together and yeah. like yeah 
I love band names because there's no rules. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like you know, you know, look at the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, you know, that's literally they just were in the kitchen and looked at something and were like, boom, career. It's like you the know green what I mean? feathery turd. Yeah, yeah. that could need- be. That could be a band name, and nobody would blink. Yeah, for twice sure. about it. And we've tossed around a lot of names. I mean, I've been really into the Dry Mayonnaise Spoons new album. <laughs> the dr- is that real? Yeah, the Dry Mayonnaise Spoons. Yeah, interesting. No, that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Dry Mayonnaise Spoons. I like that though. It's kind of like uh, what was uh, Doug Funny's band uh, from? Oh, from Doug? It, was it the Nematodes? No, it wasn't the Nematodes. Those that was, was the it. band that they like loved. Oh man, what was their name? Uh, I can't remember. I'll remember. But by they the had that song. Show. Him and Skeeter had that song banging on a trash can. Stop. Drumming on a street light. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, uh, play in a band together. We have a lot of fun, man. We've played music together a lot. We have. And uh, you've kind of been right there with me to, in the beginning with starting comedy and everything over at Kettle Top, dude. Yeah. That was. Gosh. I was thinking about that the other day. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I still have a few recordings from like when we first started. It oh, for real? Yeah. I bet I do. I, I bet I do too if I go back far enough in my phone. I've got I paragraphs and like my bits used to just be paragraph <laughs> after paragraph. Like yeah. Whole page long bits. Yeah. And, and now you've shifted into a little bit more of a non sequitur sort of sort of fashion. Yes. Um, is that how you, how you write mostly? Is it just kind of random spurts of like of like a just a little joke here or is it something that you want to draw out that you end up trimming the fat off of but how does that yeah i think i think uh i think i just squeak like i just went through puberty but um (laughs) um yeah i i don't know i i just like shorten to the point yeah absolutely man that's kind of the way and that's one of the like i've been to a lot of open mics recently where there have been a lot of first timers. Mm-hmm. Like usually there's a few, you know, you go to certain open mics, you're usually going to have a couple first timers or people that are like maybe a month or two in, like they've done it under 10 times. And the number one thing that you see in a young comedian is just saying way too much. Yeah. Just way too much. Yeah. Like 99% of all jokes that you hear in like, you know, young comedians is, is over, you know, is over fluffing. They they feel like they need to, you know, fill that. They feel like they need to fluff a pair a, a, a essay or something to to, to yeah. turn in. And it's like uh, if if you could just get them to trim that trim that fat, you know what I mean. And that's kind of the part of shaping bits and shaping jokes, doing them over and over and over and figuring out Absolutely. which parts you can eliminate, which parts you got to keep. And is it like know. not hearing the laugh that you are suspecting you should hear, and then oh no, I got to make up for not hearing what I think i should be hearing and then you add on to the joke and it just keeps going and going and yeah to an extent but it's also like um like a, a perfect example would be like mitch hedberg mitch hedberg can tell a whole story in like 12 words yeah. mm-hmm. you know like like, like like one of my favorite bits of his is simply i once had a parrot the parrot talked it did not say i'm hungry so it died <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like like that is that seriously is for sentences that are maybe maximum five words each and it's just a great joke and it took four seconds to tell right. you know we need somebody like that well i i think grant Mim- like and I I, I I don't i don't use the word um mimic disrespectfully but i think that you utilize that same writing style mm-hmm. very very well i agree and um 
I th- I, I think you, you do a great job of living in that sort of non sequitur oh, sort of. Yeah, it's like what what do they call that uh, power poetry? Like when you go up and you slam poetry, slam poetry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. slam poetry. It's like slam comedy. It's <laughs> it's like to the point. It, like just Mitch William Hedberg Shatner style. yelling shit. <laughs> yeah, but no, I uh, I, I uh, um, enjoy a lot of those old bits that you used to do. But also, there have been a lot that you've been pulling out recently that I'm just like. Oh man, that's kind of a different direction right. than he usually goes, but like it works. And I think the best part about that sort of non sequitur style is that you're always on edge because like you don't know what's coming next. You know, with someone who tells a lot of stories or someone who is very sort of set up punchline, kind of kind of like I am. Um, I'm a storyteller. You're a punchliner. <laughs> I Hopefully, talk and talk and talk. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. Uh, that's why we brought you in, man. Yeah, that's, that's why you're on mic. But no, um, but no, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where like you can kind of sort of see where it's going. Hopefully, I can keep you guessing. Like that's where I have to get better as a writer. But when you have a sort of non sequitur style like that, it's kind of built in, which I think is really cool. And it either goes really well or really terrible. There's, I don't feel like there's much of an in between. Yeah, and I can understand that as well. I can understand that as well. But but I, you know, I think it's I think it's always kind of a spectrum. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? Absolutely. Like it, it's all it's always a spectrum, and it's always one of those things um, that you you never really get used to it. You know what I mean? And, and I'm I'm right. under five years in. You know what I mean? And they usually say that you gotta you know, really have a head in it for at least five years before you really start to get good, which I think makes sense. You know what I mean? I get lucky enough to do these shows here and there and get a few laughs, but I, you know, certainly have so much of a hill to climb compared no, to a lot of the comedians around here. It. Well, I appreciate that. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, being able to see those different styles of comedy, especially locally, um, is, uh, is a whole lot of fun. Oh, it's a blast. Lot of fun. It's, it's unlike anything else. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I wanted to talk about something. Now, Grant, you and I, we have a synonymous sort of story amongst our group of friends about our local Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say specifically what yeah. city it's in, but if you you know, know <laughs> us, you know what, what we're talking about. Right. Dude, I was at Olive Garden for two damn hours today. Yeah. Two hours. It's a lot of breadsticks. Dude, and we, I didn't even have that many. That's the worst part. <laughs> that's a travesty. Tra- yeah. That's, that's like going to. Zupa. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> anybody back there making Zupa? <laughs> You're out of Andy's mints? <laughs> we didn't get any of those either. Zupa. What? That is not a trip to Olive Garden. Yeah, man. right? That's exactly what I'm saying. You just saying. wasted two hours of your life. Yeah, we. so, so we walk in there, and I get us in for, there's going to be eight of us. It was my uh, it was my cousin's, uh, well, my second cousin's uh, birthday party. And so there are eight of us. We ended up sitting in two booths that held four people. They were back to back. So like, we didn't even get to eat together. Yeah, you guys probably would have waited forever to have exactly, and so we ended up, and then we still ended up waiting. They initially brought over two waitresses, one for each table, and then they decided that after like the initial salads and stuff were out, that they could just put it all on one. So we had two tables running the same waitress and it's like oh my god and it, i don't know it was crazy like the and sunday- your mom was there that's the 
Oh, that's the yeah. best part yes i <laughs> so yeah shit was she was running shit. yeah actually actually no she was pretty calm she was pretty calm oh. i tried to kind of i tried to kind of take it over a little bit just because you know i would kind of much rather be the jerk in that situation just because you know i don't know i, I feel like i would be able to Man, your mom gets shit done yeah yeah Last time i was there i felt that's like true. everybody either used to or was currently wearing an ankle bracelet yeah <laughs> absolutely no i definitely got that vibe as well if and it's, it's in like anderson it was probably a uh different type of ankle bracelet <laughs> yeah what? it wasn't a good luck charm type of ankle bracelet yeah it was a kind of gps not like a spring break ankle bracelet <laughs> like, ah! yeah so it's not like a henna tattoo yeah absolutely definitely one uh that tells you where you're headed yeah hopefully oh these are um, my favorite like 17 18 years old Everybody coming back from spring break, and it would just be like, oh, let me see what kind of tattoo you got that you're going to regret yeah, for the rest yeah. of your life. And you better hope it's Tenna. Uh, 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 yeah. I almost said you better hope it's Tenna. That was I my was, That's funny. I'll have to tag her in this and, and be like, yeah, sorry. Those, Didn't mean to call you a tattoo. Those in the airbrush shirts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, those in the airbrush <laughs> t-shirts. I'm going to frame that and wear yeah, it when I'm Absolutely. 35. It's either it's either a vacation or someone passing. Yeah, it's when you get a spray. It's when you get a spray brush. Explain t-shirt. that to your kids. Yeah, exactly. Well, daddy's got a dragon on his shoulder covered in barbed wire <laughs> because of 2004. I got the coronavirus yeah. in Panama Springs. Panama City got the coronavirus with the lime <laughs> outbreak, and then I got a tattoo, and then yeah. <laughs> I got, I got, I'm the guy with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, yeah. We just harmonized. Very cute. That was very cute. All three. Thanks. Try yeah, all no. Three uh, but yeah, no. So, so there we are at, at fucking Olive Garden. And also, by the way, it is perfect that Pulse Malone is like their spokes guy. You well, know yeah. what I mean? Like, it makes total sense to me. I didn't know that. Have, well, okay. So, so like, Pulse Malone, like, He's always like Olive Garden is always featured in Post Malone stuff. Like, so like when he came to Indy, he was they did a thing for the Indianapolis Star where he like was at an Indy, like Olive Garden before his show here, and like it, it was news for some reason. And it's like I I'm like I would I would smack someone at Olive Garden before I would be like oh yeah post me post Malone me at posting at <laughs> you know. I don't know. Post it. Post a Maloner. Yeah, post it. I got to post post Malone. I got to post post Malone. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it was it was just bad news bears. And then like, my cousin ordered an appetizer as his meal, and it came out before everyone else's. So he like was done eating when everyone else got their food, and like it was a, it was a whole damn thing. And so anyway, I say that to lead up to this. So everyone was really kind of stressed out from the whole like. Olive Garden thing. We're all like, we've been here two damn hours. We need to, you know, go back, and we've got still presents and stuff to go through. I mean, when you're here, you're family. It's it's real life, exactly. And you can't stand each other. And some people just are too loud. And free dessert. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's true. Some that cake was pretty delicious. But anyway, we get back, and so we open presents and all this stuff, and uh, we're just sitting there, and 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 it's my it's my second cousin's thirteenth uh, uh, birthday party, by the way, and it's just it's just a family thing, and uh, 
So we're sitting there talking, and so we were talking somehow about uh, how Frozen has broken a bunch of records at the box office or whatever, da da da. And then we started talking about how it compares to Star Wars and how Disney owns Star Wars and just all this stuff that Disney owns. Disney owns this and ABC and ESPN. And then my mom, just out of nowhere, goes and don't forget about Epstein. And I'm like, hashtag Epstein didn't kill himself. And I'm like, yes. Holy crap, guys! If Family you conspiracy time. If you understood my mom, you'd be like she like is is one of the most critical people when it comes to listening to conspiracy theories, which is natural. You should be. You should mm-hmm. always be skeptical, especially when someone presents to you a very kind of crazy out there idea that maybe you've not been used to hear. You're not used to hearing. So like she's always been kind of you know skeptical about this stuff but then i've started you know actually show her pieces of evidence that like i find or that other people find and so she started to kind of gain interest and gain some you know uh trust in some of these you know uh conspiracy theories and then it just snowballed from there all of a sudden my <laughs> uncle starts talking about 9-11 and he goes i bet you follow QAnon," and i'm like yeah kinda and he's like <laughs> He's like, but no planes hit those towers. And I'm like, all right. Well, now, now you're taking it too far. No, I I, I was like, ah, we can have that conversation, but I don't know if that's birthday party conversation. And then so for the next 20 minutes, we just had this whole conversation about 9-11. And while I'm like, this is kind of awkward because like I saw my grandma reach up and turn off her hearing aid. <laughs> 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 like, I'm sitting here like, I understand how this is kind of a, you know, awkward conversation but at the same time i'm like we're having this conversation this is the conversation that we've needed to have we've been needing to have that americans need to have for years right whether or not it's about 9-11 or whatever we should be able to talk about the events in our in our life in a way that questions the status quo and i'm like man what if that what if there is some sort of great awakening that's going to happen all of a sudden you know people start to realize all these things that we've been told have been false and I don't know. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, it's um, it's it's eye-opening for people. Once they hear one and they see that there were other possibilities or that there are other possibilities and there's some things that went unexplained, it starts to make your mind wonder. Yeah. Especially if you have another person that's telling you, well, this is the things that could have happened on top of what these people, whoever are giving you the narrative that they're giving you, this is also something that that could have happened. A lot of people don't have that perspective. A lot of people don't want that perspective. A lot of people don't want to think that way because it's scary. It's like they want to believe that the government, for example, is for them and always for them. Well, and and that's, you know, that's what we've just always been kind of, you know, taught to believe. You know that that that's just kind of the whole thing. We've always been made to feel secure that the you know we no matter what we've got the government looking out for us, and it's a very scary and alienating feeling to think that that may not be true. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, it's one of those things that is so important that if it is true, then it needs to be known mm-hmm. and it needs to be rectified. And so you know, it's one of those things where, like we said today, like I learn about this stuff, yet hope it's false. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we want to read stories that are, you know, science fiction that have Mm -hmm. crazy, bizarre things that happen, but we're okay with it because it's not true. Mm -hmm. Sasquatch doesn't like beef jerky. Exactly. (laughs) He doesn't eat meat. 
Yes, he's a complete vegetarian yes. to the point of where he won't even drink water. That's a you big, know what I oh. mean. Yeah, won't even cut grass. That's the type of vegetarian I want to meet. He doesn't own a mower. Yeah, exactly, because it's grass murder. I drink urine because it's <laughs> good for it. It's sterile, and I like the taste. Goddamn Rip Torn. Um, but no, I, I just think it's... Uh, I thought it was just like this crazy thing that's never happened in my family before. Like, And I'm just like, we just had a breakthrough. This is... like. <laughs> It was a breakthrough moment for without, my family. Without a psychologist. You did yeah. it on your own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I didn't even bring it up. I didn't even bring it up. That's the most bizarre thing to me is my mom's the one who mentioned Epstein. That and is. my uncle's the one that brought up 9-11. And I started rubbing my hands together. I'm like, all right, let's dig in. Where do we start? And then I looked at him and said, have you ever heard of the black cube of Saturn? He goes, nope. I'm like, enjoy the next six hours. <laughs> Take that deep dive, pal. So if you need some family therapy, just visit your local Olive Garden. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point That's I'm trying to make. That's what it comes make. down to. I would hate Go to, to see Olive what happens if you guys step into a Pizzoli. <laughs> <laughs> we got in a fist fight. And yeah, yeah. No, we actually physically had an altercation. We had a demolition derby in the parking lot. <laughs> Went home, had a royal rumble. That's hilarious because we went to Demolition Derby last year with that same family, and I could see that kind of happening if we ever had the opportunity. Cramhall lit her car on fire. Yeah, with like, I don't know, her cane or something. I don't know. She shut off her hearing aid, got in the car, and started fucking everybody up. Yeah, just started ramming into. It was like, uh, what's that? What's that game with the cars? Where you just twisted like metal? Yes, it was just like twisted metal, but like grandma edition. And they're just a bunch of Buicks that go twelve. <laughs> <laughs> just like it's it's like bumper cars. Like the maximum amount of damage is like a fender bender. The the bumpers are covered with adult diapers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Depends four hundred. They're sh- they're sh- they're uh, shooting out their their uh, false teeth. Yeah, and they start spraying falsies. the cars down with water to make them all go. Poof. And they just all well up with water. All right. We've been talking about adult too diapers too, too too much. Far. Too much but adult diapers. It's one of those too much talking things that you were talking about as a comedian. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you kind of got to cut the cut the adult diapers where you need them. Cut Trim the cheese. Trim the fat. Trim the fat off those adult diapers. <laughs> Hashtag Larry Flint. Am I right? Um, all right. I don't know where that was going. All right. So I think it's time for our, our segment of the show where... Uh, Nick finds something cool that he found on the internet and tells us about it. So this is Nick's picks. Uh, <laughs> All right, I don't know why. So there's a there's a woman screaming in the background. <laughs> oh no! So Jim Carrey is, I think, one of the most underrated actors of all time. Underrated? Underrated. Wow. He can do so many things. He's been true. horror movies, funny movies, serious movies. The Truman Show really could have been, well, probably Liar Liar. God, there's so many. I just, yeah. Anyway, Liar Liar's definitely up there for me. There was a song One that he made. One of the best made, movies ever made. Uh, on Mad TV with Tommy Davidson and um, uh, Im- Imposter. I just, I thought it was hilarious. It, it, it like, it captured Jim Carrey before he was Jim Carrey. Like this is this is where this is where it all began. This and in living color. Dope. Bastards. They say you took something that belonged to them. And man, they gonna kick your white ass.
Imposter, I'm just a middle class worker from Toronto. In spite of how I sound, single one platinum bigger than Molly and Jimmy and Yellowman, but I'm not even mulatto. My reggae's watered down. Hear me on the radio, think I could not be blacker. But on my video, you see I'm really a cracker. Pretending I was a rasta <laughs> since I was in jammies. I should paint my face and start betting out Mary. You can criticize me all the way to the bank. My single number one and Shabba don't rank. Time wanna kick dice off the label for this in the cops. They said it just ain't right. <laughs> When a Caucasian man records a cupping song, they don't have a problem. He's doing that Shakira thing with his tongue. <laughs> he's got the question mark on like he's already going to be the Riddler. <laughs> That's a good point. Do I hear it? Nine, who will give me ten? I got ten, ten going one going twice sold. I can spot gibberish and it'll go gold. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. A skilly button, get up, dip it up the bow. I'm rapping your songs with the best of my ability. You need a black man to increase the credibility. We're putting the spot inside with the roster. Kashan ain't down with no imposter. Imposter, like vanilla ice, the people are sick of me. They put my boom boom down in four months. My butt will be back in Canada working a day job. I'm with a burger crown. Would you, would you, would you like fries with that? Just drive around, man. That's actually cool, Ronnie. Hey, man. You wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you, man? I'm warning you, man. Bunch of rosters circling to carry. Now. He just starts naming, <laughs> just starts naming uh, uh, Bob Marley songs. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what this is actually? So this is a uh, parody of uh, "Informer" mm. by Snow, which is uh, actually a pretty catchy song. But it's hilarious it how like progressive he was in like just calling out this white dude for like yeah. you know this random Cana- Canadian guy makes a reggae song and it blows up. Meanwhile. You know, people have been doing this sort of music in in the reggae and and Rasta community for years, and they don't get nearly the attention. Yeah, but Jim yeah. Jim Carrey is, in my opinion, one. I, I wish he would have done more stand up. Yeah, because that one I've seen one of his. I don't know how many he's done, but the one stand up that he did, like he did all of his antics, the way that he yeah. contorts his body, his facial movements, like everything, he just put it all in there sure and it was like i mean obviously he got big did movies and everything and um like i said in living color and mad tv uh all those i just wish there were simon birch more stuff like that was he in jim carrey was in simon birch yeah what yeah holy shit who did he play in simon birch was he like banging the dude's mom or something (laughs) what was he the guy who who who? there was the short guy and then there was the tall guy and what he played the tall guy can, after he grows up. Can we look this up? PJ? Oh, after he grows yeah, up, yeah. you're right. Oh, yes. so he doesn't play Simon Birch. No, no, no. But he plays the the Simon Birch's friend after he grows up. Oh, and that's who's telling the story essentially. Gotcha. Yeah. I that's, do. What I do a remember crazy that movie that is Simon yeah. Birch. That was a great movie, dude. It was I haven't seen that movie in so long. Can. Yeah. And if if uh, if we can, I'd like to uh, pull up the scene where um, he hits that dude's mom with the ball. 
<laughs> like, I why hate... is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, ah, it's a horse. I thought <laughs> oh, you were going to yes. say that scene. <laughs> that one too. And you go to we, his we mom being actually... killed by a baseball. Let's look up like Simon Birch best parts just because I want to see like. Uh... There it is. Simon Birch death scene. <laughs> Wait. That could be really tragic, though. Is that the yeah? Is that the school bus scene, or is that? The- oh shit! I'm telling man, that movie had so many twists and yeah, twists that you didn't expect. Yeah, is that the only movie that guy did? Like, there was never a Simon Birch two. No, there was never a Simon Birch. We're coming 2. out the sequel next year <laughs> with Michael Bloomberg. Baseball playing. kills. It's a three Simon minute Birch. scene. Oh dang! It's a yeah. Is there Simon Birch? Uh, damn it! They don't show the the horse, the dog scene. Oh, that's, that's my favorite scene in the movie when he sees yeah. that Great Dane in the yeah, hallway. Actually, yeah, that is probably the funniest part. Ah, horse! That is some funny shit, dude. I'm sorry, man. That was that's a, a that's another underrated movie. I was that Oliver Platt. Was that yeah? Who else and was Ashley that? Judd. Yeah. yeah. Was Ashley Judd the one that dies? Yeah, yes. she she was the oh, mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, animal. Jeez, that's crazy. Like Simon's so happy. I hit it. I hit it. Whack. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, yeah, because he never gets a chance to get up there, and he's just. Oh my gosh, he's just standing up there. Such a, such a, just a little guy. He doesn't want him to swing because he 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 wants him to get on base. They're gonna send a bit, send in a pinch yeah, runner. Yeah, because you can't, you can't hit that strike zone. Simon Burke right. is like a foot and a half tall, and he's just out here swinging along. I just hit him with the baseball. Just oh get, just, damn! Just, like I mean, I mean, if save a life though, if he's if he's gonna walk anyways, <laughs> yeah, it would have saved a life. But if he's yeah. gonna walk anyways, get something out of it. Oh, oh no! It's such a beautiful day. Such a beautiful day. Rabbits Ashley Judd is just a vision. You know, Judd in her beautiful southern white dress. beauty. Pitchers winding scene. up, dropping and it in. The pitch. Si- Simon sees it coming. Simon beautiful, says. beautiful pitch. And Simon swings, swing, and boom. Simon makes contact. It's a long fly ball, going foul. It looks to be going foul. Oh, it's just flying through the air. It's the slowest ball on the planet. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the longest, shortest <laughs> ball of yeah. all time. Literally, there are people struggling to stand up. It's taking so long. It is in the same oh. spot that it was two seconds ago. Ashley Judd is still waving in her beautiful white dress. No. Somehow, her son knows that she's about to get hit with the ball and die. Oh, no. Dramatic zoom but in. But doesn't say anything. Yes, and here nothing. comes the contact. All right. I've got a huge problem with this already. How did he... like? The the concern on her son's face was like, I know you're going to die when you get hit by that ball. Nobody knows that. Yeah. So, okay. There is no way. Didn't know his own strength. There's no way that that pitcher could A, throw hard enough. B, he could generate that much force. And C, that killer on impact. Hold on, though. Did you guys notice something? Can you go back to where the ball Four. hits her? You get, we all played baseball, softball. Heads up. Heads up. Right, yes. right. Foul, foul, up, foul ball, up. foul ball. Head your way. Oh. Yeah. Look out. Can you go back to where the ball hits her and pay attention to what side of the head it hits her on and where she's walking at and where the ball is coming from? It was the frontal temporal cortex. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
Boom. See how she's walking? Why does it hit her on the right side of the head when they're hitting it mm. from the yeah. other side of the field? Yeah, because she, she means she had to have braced for impact. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> if it would have hit her, it would have hit her on the other side of the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm it was, sorry for your poor editing, Simon Birch. It was, it so yeah. basically, uh, just one more time. it was a... Uh, I like, I'm starting to like the thud. <laughs> I'm really starting to like that thud. I just want to be ESPN for a minute. Will they show someone like in a horrific accident? They keep like, you might want to look away, but they'll show it 16 yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Get your kids out of the room. This is awesome. Now, ladies and gentlemen, oh, he did not get up after this hit, but watch closely. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it on that side? I don't even think they put a stunt woman in there for that scene. I think she just took it. Clearly, what it was is it's a uh, uh, baseball soccer because you can curl a soccer ball like that. You can reverse yeah. curl it. So yeah, clearly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a baseball soccer. That's a yeah. sport? That's, that's uh, the yeah. ball because that's what soccer balls do. Not baseballs, but apparently the baseball was hit up in the air, curved around to the left, then curved back to yeah, the right, so it hit her on that side of the head for sure. Yeah, I love so, movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's I have weird. Heard, I have the, heard those that, things in movies throw me off. Like when hearing like Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about like things that in movies throw him off, like BB-8 being able to roll on sand and stuff. Like scientifically, he he's like that doesn't make any sense to me. But, like, I think it's hilarious he points that stuff out. And sometimes stuff like that, like, even in songs, it throws me off. I've heard that they do that stuff purposely. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. And I don't know if it's all the time, but. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if it's it's that much. Yeah, for sure. If you're paying that much money to make a movie. Yeah. Let's let's do it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Um, well, I tell you what, guys, it looks like, uh, we are, uh, gonna start to wrap up here. Um, we are getting ready to go do a set up at Black Circle Brewing, um, Grant and I, and, uh, making some funnies. Absolutely. We got some fun stuff coming up. Um, but I want you to go check, uh, Grant, where can people find you online for anything you got going on? Mostly my email, grantgorman at yahoo.com. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Really popping over there at Yahoo. <laughs> we got all. I got, got my name, and it's a dot com. And yeah, there you go. Hell yeah, dude. That no one gets their name. One just day, first and last name. I will branch out and maybe get an Instagram. I don't know. Hey, Grant's old fashioned. He hands out cards. Yes. Yeah. He uh, writes memos and lets uh, Teleman send yeah. them to. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Knock knock. For Gr- sure. Great. Great I mean, handshake too. Great handshake. Thanks. Yeah, he really does have a, have a, have a good uh, good old wrist wobble there. It's that home selling. Yeah, absolutely. Home. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Nick, where can the people find you, bud? Uh, well, you know better than me because apparently <laughs> it's N Oaks Five on Facebook and N Oaks Five Five on Instagram. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so if you, especially Facebook, if you want to see some interesting, <laughs> yeah controversial there, there are a lot of interesting things that go down on nick's facebook if you guys want to jump on over there um you can find the podcast at uncle bucks podcast uh and twitter at uncle bucks cast um we thank you so much for coming by you can find me at uncle bucks house on all um forms of social media um hit me up on there for more dates um if you need to know where i'm going to be go back to the beginning of this episode and you will be able to hear them there. Otherwise, thank you guys so much for stopping by. This has been uh, Uncle Buck's house with uh, our guest, Grant Gorman, my brother Nick. I'm Uncle Buck. Have a good night.
Ta-ta for now. Bye. Peace in his own beliefs When an old man grabbed him so take a seat He was in, he was finally able to see